and welcome. Welcome to, to a special edition of Dinner and a Murder. Tea time and crime. Yes. We're so excited. We're doing your stories. We're your host. I'm Rose. And I'm Chelsea. And welcome to the first listeners episode. Except we don't really have any listeners yet, so this episode is about our um, moms. <laughs> I completely disagree. We have listeners, okay? We have that one fan. Bros, our mommies somewhere. and best friends don't count. Yes, they do. <laughs> there's somebody else. There's somebody else in the United Kingdom that's listening to us. I see it in our analytics, and mm. it's not me. You should make yourself known, English person. I should. No, I'm too scared. Um, no, oh, no I want to know who it is. It's like me, make myself known. And I'm just like, um, no, I don't meet strangers. <laughs> <laughs> no, thank you. It's a no for me, dog. So, well, we're like we said, this is our listener episode, Tea Time and a Crime, where we take your stories and tell them to everybody else that listens to this podcast. But yes. Before. Before we do that, Chelsea lives in the state of Washington, the capital of coffee, because if everybody knows, that's where Starbucks was born. Except the people here think Starbucks is overrated and you drink local coffee or you drink nothing at all. I mean, Starbucks started as a local thing. They're just super jaded hipsters that are like, now I drink Starbucks before it was cool and now everybody's drinking Starbucks. Yeah, the more accurate description of this place is hipster <laughs> capital of the world. Yes. So next guys... time you see me, Rose, I might just be wearing a, a ripped flannel and a beanie and, you know, smell like I haven't showered in two weeks. Okay. The shower thing, no, but the other two things <laughs> have already seen. <laughs> in the 10 years I've known you, your aesthetic has always been some kind of beanie or flannel in the fall time. Um, I like my look. It's established. It's, it's, I wore it before it became cool, Rose. It was, well, I did. I absolutely did. <laughs> and I live in Manchester, which I don't think is known to be anything like coffee or tea related but there are a lot of cafes and I have a very special one that I think Chelsea will love mm -hmm. not today but it's, it, I'm sorry I haven't gone yet because like I know when I go my heart's gonna explode <laughs> it um, just explode it's I'm literally gonna go and I'm just gonna die explode <laughs> from happiness or explode from caffeine happiness okay and my heart will explode from happiness i'll cry and die and then resurrect myself so i can tell everybody else about the cafe it's an animal themed cafe isn't it i'm not gonna tell you it, it is. is it could be a it, is. it could be I already a million know. things i already know we love doctor who we love i was about Sherlock. to say it's either it's either animal themed or it's doctor who themed because those are the only two reasons you would die or harry potter themed yes those are my three guesses three guesses but i guess we'll find out the next time i do cafe um okay. <laughs> so where did you go this week rose well, I didn't go this week. I went when I went to do the Jack the Ripper tour. I just mm -hmm. really kind of liked the cafe I went to. I went to Xmouth Coffee Company. It 
is located on Whitechapel High Street in Allgate East, which is in the Shadwell District of London. Hmm. I had a cherry almond slice, which was very good. I loved it. It was sweet, kind of dry, but I think it was kind of supposed to be. But it had like a shortbread flavor, but like real cherries in it. Hmm. And oh my gosh, it was just good. And they have like a lot of Gluten-free and vegan options there. I also had it with Earl Grey tea. Oh, you're so English. I love tea. I mean, coffee is my bae, but tea is my mistress. Wow, Um, Rose. (laughs) Cheating on coffee like that. Oh, no. At the end of the day, I would rather have a cup of tea than have a cup of coffee. And I know that you don't feel the same way. (laughs) I disagree wholeheartedly. (laughs) I love tea. You can have it iced, just like coffee, but you can have it iced and it can be fruity and it can be not fruity. Oh my gosh. I love tea. Okay. Um, (laughs) My mom's listening to this and she's like, yeah, I have a whole freaking cabinet full of (laughs) Loose leaf tea. I'd rather you be an avid coffee drinker. Right? That's plus, that's one of the things she wished you packed in your suitcase. Plus, I mean, they're packed in boxes waiting for her to send to me. Plus, I also collect mugs. Like, there's enough people that live with me that drink out of mugs. I have, like, enough mugs to last me, like, two or three weeks without having to wash any mugs. Oh, my gosh. I have an Maybe entire... I have an entire cabinet dedicated to coffee and coffee-related things. Like, it's just, it's travel mugs, which we have way too many of. Like, my mom gets me a new one every year. My grandma gets both Ryan and I a new travel mug every year. Like, we don't go anywhere, but we have so many travel mugs. It's insane. I feel bad now that... (laughs) Because of what I got. He doesn't listen to us. <laughs> he doesn't. Ryan He'll never hear it. for Christmas. <laughs> oh, oh, goodness. Anyway, this uh, Xmouth Coffee Company had a cozy, low-key, kind of industrial hipster atmosphere. Like I said, they have a vegan vegan options flourless options they sell coffee and teas smoothies cakes salads and quiches hmm. um the the staff was lovely although the lady the girl i don't know the woman she was my age um it's weird because <laughs> we it's like i know it's just weird because it's like she's not an older lady. anyway she corrected me on the way that i say earl gray but i didn't know that there was another way to say that. How did she um, say you should pronounce it? I have no idea. Oh, if okay. I forgot it. Good Immediately. To know. I was like, I thought I said the exact words that you said. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll but, have to look yeah. up English people saying Earl Grey. I had to look it up, but I was like, I feel like I'm saying the things that they're saying. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> like, I swear but I'm over- saying the same thing as you. <laughs> I swear I'm saying the same thing. But it was super casual, super nice, and just an overall good vibe. Uh, they had, like, dollar bills, I guess. Or not do- They had currency. Paper money. They had currency. On- <laughs> no, no, no. They had paper money on the wall from different countries, so they're not called dollar bills oh, in other cool. places. Just- yeah, yeah, no. So uh, they had no- banknotes. Yeah. They're called banknotes. Yeah, banknotes. I was like, what's the word I'm looking for? They had banknotes all over the wall. They also had, like 
napkins where people had like doodled really, really, really nice like pictures of just drawings that they had done, I guess, while they were at the cafe that they had also posted next to the banknotes and such. So it, oh, was, cool. it was a pretty cool kind of place, chalkboard menu kind of place. So, yeah, if you're in the London area and you're looking for a nice little cozy break from the freezing cold weather that's coming up, uh, that's a really nice place to go. That's awesome. That sounds like a really nice place. And now a message from our sponsors. Just kidding. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Right, you want to go first or do you, you want me to go first? How about you go first? Okie dokie. So this story was emailed to me by a woman named Kim. No idea who that is. <laughs> not uh, your mommy? <laughs> no, it's not my mother. Um, <laughs> well, she's my mom. Hi, mom. <laughs> <laughs> she's my second mom from high school <laughs> so she sent me her story and she wrote it in a little story style and i'm gonna start okay and mm-hmm. as i read it i read it in first person but it's it's kim's voice mm-hmm. not mm-hmm. mine well apparently you do a good kim <clears throat> voice i do i got myself out of school a lot in high school I mean, I so, went to school all the sorry, time. I Mom. was a hundred percent learning new high things school. today. Learning new things today. I got my brothers out of school too. Oh my um, god! Any hooser. <laughs> I hope it's not illegal. Um, Probably. Is. I okay. I was about 13 years old when I was attending classes for my upcoming confirmation. Oh, tidbit, we're Catholic, but yeah, not like real Catholics. Uh, <laughs> we're all baptized, but that's about as far as it goes. Um, part of our studies was to have time in prayer and reflection and complete solitude. Just a place and space for God and you. We happened to be in Gloucester County that or Gloucester City in New Jersey. At the time, visiting my grandmother, my Gigi mom, in the apartment above my grandmother lived my Aunt Janice. It was her place in the city, and she happened to be away that day. So with permission, she allowed me to use her apartment as a place I could pray and reflect. I tend to pray and talk aloud, and I started my conversation with God, praying for grace and mercy. As I walked around the room, a woman caught my eye. An older woman was sitting on the couch. Initially, I was startled. I didn't know how she got into the apartment. Furthermore, I had no idea who she was. I had never seen this woman before. The impression I got was that she was a grandmother. Mm. She spoke to me, but her lips never moved. Her eyes were kind and I felt great love. We talked for hours, but I don't remember physically talking. What? I remember. I remember having a psychic conversation. Yeah. Oh, I remember asking her, oop, 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 oop. Sorry, my screen went all, all the buzz. <laughs> Don't do that. My screen, my screen freaked out. Um, I remember asking her who she was, and I just knew she was someone who loved me. I asked what I should do that I was preparing for my confirmation. I didn't feel worthy of this practice. So many bad things have happened to me over the years. I felt like a fraud. She reassured me that I was worthy and everything would be okay. I just needed to keep being true to myself. When she left, I finished my prayers to God and left to go back downstairs to my grandmother. 
I told my mom about the lady in the apartment and described her as a much older woman with graying hair. She was stocky and wore horn-rimmed glasses and a dress that came past her knees. She had a gentle smile, kind eyes, almost loving. Or they were loving, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) They were loving. I know, they were loving. My mother believed by the description I gave her that it was her grandmother. Oh. So my mother's great-grandmother and my twice-great-grandmother. Perhaps it was. One thing I knew for sure, I wasn't asleep and I wasn't dreaming. And I had been in the apartment for over five hours. Oh my god. Which is not uncommon when you're praying and reflecting for your confirmation to reflect for hours on end. Um, my great grandmother was an extremely religious person and she loved God greatly. I believe God sent me someone who put my heart at ease and allowed me a visit with my great grandmother for a while. I never met her as she died when my mother was 18 years old. She has made her presence known to us before and even has made her presence known to my daughter. That's me. When she was a toddler. That's for another time. Oh, boy. Um, <laughs> Graham Cracker, as my was the name that my my mom fondly called her, had kept watch over us for many years. I hope to meet her one day in the hereafter. The end. Aw, mama. So, yeah, wow, so that's, that's my mommy. crazy. That's my mommy's story about she- how she met my, or... Her great-grandmother, my great-great-grandmother. She literally had a whole conversation. That's, yeah, she, she... That's nuts. Had a whole conversation, and she's visited... Apparently has visited the family members before, and has met me. I, I don't remember it. That's <laughs> interesting, because I also, when I was a toddler, was visited by my great-grandfather's spirit... My mom's grandpa. And mm-hmm. of course, I've heard it, the story through her eyes. Um, but that's not the one I'm telling today. Yeah. So, I mean, that one is a really good story. Um, but later, later, later. So, today, I'm going to talk about one of the houses that my mom, my sister, and I lived in when we were young. In 1999, July of 1999, to be specific, my mom moved, she, my sister, and I into this old farmhouse in Pennsylvania. I was, my mom said I was four when we moved in. I had my fifth birthday there that fall, and that would have made my sister 12, I want to say. I think she was 12. Yeah. Yeah. I think Elise was 12. She was she was a preteen. Um, we lived in that house for a year and it was like one of those cliche old farmhouses that's as an adult you look at as being super spooky. But as a kid, I thought it was like a castle for me to play in. I thought it was huge to my little four-year-old eyes and it was so much fun. <laughs> I specifically remember my bedroom was right over the living room downstairs and there was literally a hole in my bedroom floor that was covered with one of those ornate um, vent covers. Like it was one of those really pretty bronze vent covers. 
Mm-hmm. But there was no air duct in it. It was literally just a hole through the floor into the living room. And I thought it was so much fun because when my mom was downstairs watching TV, I could yell at her and get her attention through the floor. So I had a lot of fun. I just remember that house being like open and warm and I had a lot of fun there. But my mom has very different memories of it. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, she liked it there. Like it, it was a nice warm place to live. But she had paranormal experiences that I was not aware of until I got older and she told me about them. So she said that paranormal activity started a few weeks after we moved in. Her routine was to put my sister and I to bed, make sure we were all tucked in, and then she would go downstairs and watch TV for an hour or so before going to bed herself. So she said that... Starting a few weeks after we moved in, every night after she put us to bed and went downstairs, she would hear footsteps going between our bedroom doors, me and my sister. And she would go upstairs to check on us, thinking that one of us had snuck out of bed and we were just being bad. And she would get upstairs and we were both sound asleep. Um, and she said she would go back downstairs and the footsteps would start again. And she would ca- keep going upstairs, like trying to catch us in the act. Like she really thought we were just pulling the wool over her eyes for a little while. But we were always asleep when she went in there, like dead asleep. She would test us too to make sure we were really asleep and not just faking it. Because I was notorious for faking it. <laughs> um, I liked to play with my stuffed animals after I was supposed to be in bed. That was my thing. Who didn't? Obviously. Bedtimes are for chumps. Of course. Anyway, the more she listened to the footsteps, like she listened closer, trying to figure out what they were. And the closer she listened, she realized they were, it was an adult. Like it was not the light footed step of a child. It was very clearly an adult. And it sounded like feminine shoes, like heels clicking on the floor. Yeah, yeah. So she knew as we were moving in, like she knew before we moved in, a little bit of the history of the house. Um, It was built about 100 years prior and it was owned by this one family. The, The most recent owner before our landlord bought it was a woman named Dorothy. And Dorothy was born and raised there. She never moved out like she never got married, never had kids. She lived there with her parents until they died. And then she lived there until she died in her 90s. Ooh, Um, long life. Her brother also died either in the house or while living in the house. We're not entirely clear on that, but she moved him in and took care of him until his death. Um, So, yeah, she lived there. And died naturally in her 90s. Um, I believe she probably died late 80s, early 90s. So not too long before we moved in. It's a couple of years. Mm-hmm. But um, my mom also knew the previous tenant that rented the house before us. She was friends with her. So she, when she started experiencing these phantom footsteps, she 
called her friend that had lived there before and she said, hey, did you ever have any experiences in this house? And the woman said, no, I, I never did. Like she had three sons and she never experienced anything with this ghost. So my mom was pretty confused about it. But one day in the fall of 1999, um, we were all out, me and my mom and my sister, um, we were out running errands or something. And my mom's friend, Rose Marie, came by to drop something off for us. I guess she didn't know that we weren't home, so she came by. And she said she left whatever it was she needed to on the porch and then went back to her car. And when she got back in her car, she looked up at the house and she saw a very clear elderly woman in the attic window. She said that it was very clearly an older woman. She had long white hair pulled back in a bun and she was wearing a dress, like a period dress. Like it looked like it was from the 20s or 30s, mm -hmm. which, well, it freaked Rosemary out for one thing, but um, <laughs> because she knew, me out too. She knew yeah. none of us were home. And she knew, you know, that we didn't have any relatives that look like that. That kind of makes me think that maybe the ghost wasn't Dorothy per se, but maybe her mother um, hmm. because of the period clothing. Yeah. But that's just kind of what I think. But Rosemary, she saw this ghost and she drove away. And then a couple days later, she told my mom about it. And, of course, I'm on the phone with my mom, like, a couple days later, I would have told you right then and there. And my mom goes, well, there wasn't <laughs> texting then, Chelsea. We had to pay per minute <laughs> on our cell phones. So I was like, okay, all right, that's understandable, I guess. Um, the so, late 90s, early 2000s, such it, a weird oh time to be alive. Weird time. <laughs> um, so Rosemary told my mom a few days later, and my mom was not freaked out about it really she it just kind of like confirmed her suspicions that she wasn't going crazy there was definitely something going on in this house mm. and she said she never felt threatened by it like she always felt a warm open presence in the house she yeah. just kind of thought okay whatever this is she's looking out for my girls she's protecting my girls so we we always just kind of felt that she was a very protective entity. Like she would come and check on us at night and make sure we were okay. And then around Christmas time that year, Christmas 1999, me and my sister must have been at my dad's or something. And my mom was getting out our Christmas decorations, getting ready for when we came home so we could decorate as a family. Mm -hmm. And she said she heard crying, female crying coming from the attic. And, nope. Oh, <laughs> that's a fat nope for me. She, oh my gosh. Well, she's, she was in the living room, like getting out decorations and the attic obviously was two floors up. So she went up there, tried to figure out what was going on. And as soon as she would like get to the attic door, she would open the attic door and the crying would stop. Mm. So she went back downstairs, went back to the Christmas decorations and it started happening again. She couldn't figure it out. So she called her friend Rosemary again and they were like speculating, like, why could she be crying? What's going on? How can you help her? How can you make her stop? And they, neither of them knew what to do about it. So Rosemary said, well, maybe she's lonely. Maybe she's just she knows that it's Christmas time and she's upset that she's here by herself, maybe. 
So my mom took up a box of Christmas decorations that we hadn't used in a few years, and she decorated the attic. And after that, the crying totally stopped. Aww. I know. That's so sweet. Like, I, my whole life, my mom has been telling me this story, and I just, my heart breaks for this poor spirit because she was clearly very lonely. She just wanted people to be in the house. Um, Yeah. My mom said that every time my sister and I were with our dad or we weren't home for whatever reason, she felt like the spirit was very sad. Like, she would feel the presence in the room with her, and it was it wasn't malevolent or anything it was just an emptiness like really sad so she would turn on music in the kitchen and play music throughout the house and she said that did help a little bit but the spirit was always warm and open when me and Elise were in the house oh so probably like reminded her of like when her kids were in the house and stuff. Wait, you, yeah, because you think it's Dorothy's mom, right? I, I think it was just based on how Rosemary saw this ghost because she was in she was an old woman in period clothing and Dorothy had died in the 80s or 90s. So I, I think yeah. it must have been her mother. Yeah. And Dorothy didn't have children. So no, she yeah. didn't. So, I mean, we just always felt like she was lonely and she she liked having a family in the house to look after because she was obviously looking out for us. She always checked on me and Elise at night after we'd gone to bed. And one night specifically, my mom said she heard the footsteps just like usual after she had put us to bed. And this night in particular, she really thought that Elise and I were just up and being bad. (laughs) So (laughs) she went upstairs to try to catch us. Footsteps stopped. We were both asleep. She went back downstairs. It happened again, so she checked on us again. We were still asleep. And then she went back stairs. She went downstairs and came back up a third time when she heard the footsteps again. And this time, she checked on Elise, and Elise was asleep. And then she came and checked on me. And do you remember? I know you had one of these when you were a kid. The toy nets that get pinned up in the corner of your room for, for your stuffed animals? Uh, no, everybody else had them, but we lived on base, so we weren't allowed to, like, put a whole bunch of stuff on the walls, I guess. But you know what I'm talking about. about. I know what you're talking about. I just wasn't allowed to have them. (laughs) Well, I had one over my bed, and I had a massive collection of T.Y. Beanie Babies, so the net was always stuffed with toys, and... My mom came into my room after the third time hearing these footsteps that night. And the first two times, nothing had been different. I was asleep in my bed. All my toys were put away. And then the third time she came in and all of my stuffed animals were out of the net on my bed, positioned around me, like in a really caring, meticulous way. No, I don't like that. I don't care. (laughs) (laughs) I'd have been like, goodbye. We're getting the fuck out of here. My sister was, you know, like 12 or 13, I think. And she was freaked out by it. She felt creepy in this house. She really didn't like it. Yeah. I still wouldn't want to, like, invite something. And then they're like, aha, I got you. I'm really a demon. (laughs) Yeah, no. (laughs) No, thank you. But yeah, that that was all of our experiences in that house. 
It was... Boopy. Yeah, there was... Uh, I mean, we lived there for a year, so I guess that isn't a whole lot of paranormal activity, but it was definitely, like, undeniably could not be explained. I mean, um, I'm sure Ryan has an explanation. Uh, I'm sure he does. I haven't told him this story he's because like, I would like, love uh, to hear him try to explain it away. He's like, clearly... You had somebody living in your attic, okay? Right? Like, I swear he would say that. I mean, that's definitely a lot more scarier than a ghost. It's Ugh. actually, like, my number one fear. And now that I say that, I'm like, oh, my God. There's I need to get out of this tent. There's a true crime story about that, by the way. I'll get to that. No, thank you. Um, ooh, now that you say that, I'm definitely going to tell that story eventually. Um, I'm scared. But anyway, that was, that was our farmhouse, and... Like, my mom made a point to say that our our dogs, we had three dogs and I believe two cats at the time. And all, oh, puppy, of, puppy, puppy. all of the animals were at ease in that house. They were never uncomfortable. They were never anxious or anything like that, the way animals can be when, you know, they're in a haunted place. Yeah, like in that Amneyville where the dog was like, fuck this shit. Um, yeah, no. No, thank you. <laughs> but yeah, our dogs were always perfectly at ease, like, and they knew something was there, but it didn't upset them. Interesting. Like, sometimes they would just stare off at something that they they thought something was there, but there was nothing there. Or was there? Beedy, 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 beedy. Um, my cats yeah. used to do that all the time, and I'm like, bro, stop fucking looking Dude, over there. Can it's you creeping. not? It's creeping me out. I do you want to hear the Adrian story? Oh my gosh. Please do. I want to hear the Adrian story. The Adrian story. You've, been, you've be like, been talking up this story for years, and I'm so excited to finally hear what? it. Adrian's like, what the fuck is the Adrian story? Don't be fucking <laughs> talking about me. <laughs> so Adrian is my 13-year-old brother, so this is going to super embarrass him and all his friends. No, I'm sure he doesn't listen to it. I bet his friends less. don't listen to us. Couldn't care less. Um, Adrian, if you're listening, tell all your friends to listen to this. Maybe not this episode specifically. Okay, so for about, I want to say, 12 years, we lived in an apartment in Delaware. Mm -hmm. um, my mom, me, at the time, it was Lonnie and Christian, my two younger brothers, and my, well, Adrian's future dad. Adrian wasn't born yet. Adrian's dad was there, but Adrian wasn't born yet. Um, yeah, so we lived in this apartment, and Adrian was born in 2006, so I guess we'd been living there for two years by the time he was born. Uh-huh. So when Adrian was around, so before Adrian came to be in the picture, or before he was able to really verbalize anything, my mom already sensed that there was something in the apartment. Mm-hmm. But I hadn't think, thought it was uh, malevolent, I guess. So in my mom's room, and I've actually witnessed this, and it freaked me out. But it, like, became so, like, whatever <laughs> that you kind of just, like, forget about it. And you'll be lit if you laid in my mom's bed. And I don't know if you remember the setup of my mom's room. I do. Um, And you could just, you would sit, you would be by by yourself in the whole house and be sitting on her bed or laying down or just about to go to sleep or whatever on your phone. And you would hear the 
the base of the of uh, the bed, the foot of the bed, you would hear the the wood like <laughs> creak as if somebody was walking from where the bathroom was to the bedroom door. Oh no! Um, no 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 no! And no, then no, no. get this like waft of like a smell of like old lady perfume. <gasps> oh god! Um. And it's it doesn't smell like my mom's perfume. Completely different. Like my mom rarely wore perfume, and her perfume is a more of like a like a florally scent. Well, this was like old school, like musty old lady Chanel number no. five kind of. Oh my. Um, kind of scent, but like not as nice as Chanel number no. five. <laughs> um, Chanel number no. five. That Macy's us. brand. Um, so yeah so it happened a lot like you would just be sitting there by yourself it's and just randomly it would literally sound like if i walked from one end of the room to the other it's exactly how it sounded but it was slow like an old person i mean not that old people can't be fast but (laughs) and and you would just suddenly smell this perfume and i'm like that's weird and then my mom told me about it, that she experienced it. And I was like, that's weird. So that's the kind of things that were happening in the house. Um, I'm so glad you s- never told me that when I was spending the <laughs> night because I well, would never have come back. <laughs> one of the things I never told you was that one time I was in my room and I was like not about to go to bed. I was like, I wasn't tired. And I just stared into like the like my room and like was just like I don't want to go to sleep I hate this and my door was open which was very rare for me I think I was being punished or something um, <laughs> you weren't allowed to close your door yeah and I like looked in the corner of my room by my closet mm-hmm. and I was like something's not right and this was before I had like a, a crap ton of stuff in my room um <laughs> and I was like something's not right and then it was like super, super dark there. The doors open. So the hallway lights coming in and I'm like, why is it super dark over there? And then all of a sudden I see the shadow like kind of like extend as if somebody was like sitting or crouching and then like stood up oh, and no. it was like the height of like a like a I guess like a six foot man, like the profile. <laughs> and I bolted the fuck out of there and like oh, ran my to my mom's room and I was like, there's a man in my room, mom. I swear to you, there's a man in my room. And she was like, there's no man in your room, Rose. And like Tom, my brother's dad was like. Oh my god, it's fucking in the middle of the night. And I was like, I was legit not asleep. I've had sleep paralysis before. I know what it feels like. That was not it. I was not about it. So <laughs> to Adrian. The Adrian story. Um, Chelsea's like, thank God Rose didn't tell me any of these stories. I never would have spent the night. I never would have stayed. And I was at your house like every single weekend. I know. Okay. So Adrian was about three. And I was babysitting him, so it was just me and him, and I was in the living room, and I could, he was in the down the hall in his bedroom, and he was playing. I could hear him playing with his toys. I could hear him talking to himself. At least I thought he was talking to himself. Oh, no. And, you know, like, little kids have, like, imaginary friends and stuff, and yeah. they're at the, when they're developing language, they tend to talk to themselves sometimes, too. So I didn't really think anything of it. But he didn't have the TV on and he just started all of a sudden. I like just was watching my TV 
and what just heard him just saying, stop, leave me alone. Just like repeatedly say, I don't want to talk to you. Oh, my God. And just started screaming and crying and like begging for whatever it was to stop talking to him, to leave him alone. He didn't want to talk to them anymore. Oh, my God. Um. And I came into the room like he started like as as I was getting up because I was like, oh, my God, is there somebody fucking in the room? Like, does somebody break in? And I like got up and as I was halfway to the room, he was like jetted out to me and he was just like rosy and that like blood curdling three year old, like fearful voice breaking. And he was like, they won't leave me alone. They're in my room. They're talking. I'm like, I'm like, I like grabbed like something to like hit somebody with. Oh, my and God. I was like, go into the living room and get the phone. And because I thought we were about to like just call 911. Um, and I was like, is there like, is it somebody in there? Like I can see. And he's like, no. And I was like, what the fuck? And like just went into the room and didn't see anybody there was nobody in the closet under the beds there was nobody there but I had like this overwhelming like feeling like this white noise kind of feeling as if like there was a bunch of people whispering at one time oh god um but I couldn't make anything out and it like it was like something it was so weird it was such a weird feeling and I was just like dropped whatever I had picked up in my hand ran out of the room and like comforted him and I was like there's nobody in there buddy there's nobody in there and I was like if anybody ever bothers you ever again just you know they're not real you know I told him like some comfort thing I told him like run under the dining room table Mm -hmm. close his eyes and 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 repeatedly say you're not real you're not real and count to number five and they go away and he was like okay and I calmed him down we we ended up watching like whatever on tv because he was just too freaked out. Oh, poor and baby. Fast forward a couple weeks, you know, a few weeks later, I'm babysitting again. Nobody else is in the house. And Adrian just flies out of the room, ducks under the dining room table, <gasps> says, you're not real, you're not real, and, like, starts counting to five and just, like, is saying, like, you're not real, you're not real with, like, all of his might. Oh, my God. And and I like got up and I went to the bedroom and I was like, whoever is here, you're not welcome. Leave. And he said they stopped. You know, like and he Adrian got up told and he you that they stopped. He's like, I was like, are they gone? And he was like, yeah. And he was like really upset. He's just crying. And honestly, when I told him that, I thought maybe it was his imagination or mm-hmm. I was just freaked out and it was my imagination. So I was just like, I just gave him something and never yeah. expected it to to become anything like he would he's three he would have forgotten and it actually happened a couple more times after that oh my god Um, within the next year uh, like he would do that he would run under the table it didn't happen a whole whole lot but it did happen at least I think two or three times after that first time he ducked under the the dining room table and yeah it freaked me out and I think it was I don't think it was something bad I didn't feel anything bad I just felt overwhelmed yeah so I don't know if there was just like a bunch of spirits or whatever it was that like singled in on Adrian just because he was young or he might have some kind of sensitivity 
and they were trying to talk to him and try to, and he just he's like these are strangers like and there's yeah. a lot of them and I mean especially like, if it's a lot like yeah. children are so easily overwhelmed yeah so and if I felt like feeling overwhelmed every time I went in there I can only imagine like what his little three-year-old body was like who can't like fathom adult emotions is like yeah these people are scaring me and maybe they're getting irritated with him like it's just it freaked me out but it didn't happen after a while it started dying down mm. and yeah so that's did that's he ever like story did he ever as he got older kind of talk about it and like talk about what he saw or anything um not that specifically but adrian has had like other paranormal things happen to him. This poor child. Um, <laughs> Dear God, yeah. Adrian, I'm so sorry, he, baby. He, he inherited what my mom gave. When my mom and I and Adrian all experienced similar things like that. Just overly sensitive. Um, just overly sensitive. I didn't ask for this life, but I was given it. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that was the Adrian story. And it freaked me out i just thought it was just something that he was imagining and wasn't real and and i just gave him something to kind of help deal with it and it ended up possibly being a tool that he actually needed because it was real uh yeah it was definitely (laughs) happening to him but poor little guy poor little babe little dude that's my oh my gosh i can't even handle that Oh, well, oh, my gosh. At the same time you lived in that apartment, I lived in um, this house. It was the first house that my mom and I lived in in Delaware. And I lived there through most of my middle school and high school years. I was probably 10 when we moved in. And it was relatively new. Actually, it was as old as I was. It was built in 1994 and it had only had one previous owner. So, I mean, at that point in my life, I was like aware of ghosts and things like my mom had already been telling me the story of the farmhouse that I just mentioned. So I knew about ghosts and I was at that age where they just freaked me out. Everything related to that freaked me out. And I lived there for a few years before I really experienced anything, but I always felt super creeped out in that house. Like just, especially in the basement, just a super uneasy feeling. And Mm. well, one thing about that house that is totally unsubstantiated, but still freaks me out to this day. It was a half finished basement. So there was carpet laid down but the walls were bare concrete and the ceiling was exposed floor joists from the first floor. And on the basement wall, right when you walk down the stairs, was a handprint, a very clear, defined, smudged, like like someone's hand had smeared down the wall and it was red, blood red. A bloody handprint. And of course, my mom and her husband at the time were telling me, oh, it's fine. It's probably just rust. It's probably just a print from the builders. It's no big deal at all. But my little 10 year old brain was like, no, it is not okay. I'm not all right with this. (laughs) When I saw it and I was 15 or yeah, 15, I was like, um, is that a bloody handprint? And I was like, yes, it is. But my parents say it's okay. So I have to be okay with it. 
Also, it was right next to the crawl space in the basement, which I, I know it was such a creepy part. Really creepy. Anyway, nothing ever came of that. But when I was probably 14, four years living in that house, I was home alone and I was waiting for a friend to come pick me up. She and her mom were on their way to pick me up. Everyone else was out of the house. I was home alone and I had already done my rounds in the house, turning off lights, making sure doors and windows are locked. I was ready to turn on the alarm when I walked out, all that. And I sat down on the bottom step right next to the front door and was waiting for my friend to pick me up. I was sitting there for a few minutes. I think I was like texting her actually on my phone, my little old dumb flip phone. (laughs) And right behind my right ear, like right behind my head, I heard a booming male voice growl at me. Get out. I don't like that. Damn if I didn't get the fuck out of that house. (laughs) How dare you let me sleep in that house? How dare you? Oh, (laughs) my God. I got out of the house so fast. I almost forgot to lock the front door. And I sat (laughs) I sat at the end of my driveway next to my mailbox waiting for my friend to pick me up. I was like shaking like a leaf by the time she got there. I was so terrified Oh my God, it was awful. But that was the only experience I ever had in that house. So I kind of put it out of my mind. And then the other day I was on the phone with my mom talking to her about this farmhouse story, trying to refresh my memory on it so I could talk about it today. And I told her that story about the house and she goes, oh my gosh, I I never knew you experienced that. But I, I always felt a really negative energy in that house. I was, like, half expecting that something would happen and they were like, oh, we have to go into that crawl space and dig up some pipes or some shit. Nope. And then, like, a murdered body would be in there. Well, guess what? (laughs) Oh, my God. There's no dead bodies that I know of. I'm sorry. Oh, my God. I know I said that right (laughs) when you you mentioned that and I didn't mean to scare you, but... I literally got goosebumps. I was like, fuck! Our our Delawarean listeners will understand. Our house was a Capano house. Oh, so there could be a dead body in there. Oh, my God. What if what's her face is? Oh, my God. No, no. I don't. Spoilers. Uh, No, no. It's not really spoilers because this episode will come out. Okay, first off. No, because that's a lie. No, never mind. It'll be a spoiler. (laughs) Our house was built in 94. And what you're referring to happened two years later. So, no. But you did it once. (sighs) He could do it again. Dun, dun, dun. Stop it. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. That's scary. Um, <laughs> so yeah. So that's the story of, of um, the first place I ever lived in in Delaware. That was a lot of fun. Yeah, we'll be talking about the Capano reference in a couple episodes. The next episode. Um, maybe. I think it's either I- the next episode or the one after that. It's coming up soon, so those of you that don't live in Delaware who don't know what Capano means, you're going to know it soon. So don't look it up because it's going to be a surprise. <laughs> don't look it up. We're going to talk about it in episode, don't look it up, we promise. <laughs> in episode six. You will learn all about that. Oh, my goodness. Um, yeah, so that's where we're at that right was now. Our, that was our first quote listeners episode. <laughs> I mean, we, we listen to our own podcast 
to make sure it sounds fine and our family listens to it our moms listen (laughs) my mom literally calls me and gives me notes (laughs) <laughs> and, and asks me questions she was just like the jack after the jack the ripper episode she was just like i think and i'm like oh my god mom you have to finish the episode and go on the website and then ask me questions because i'm not going to answer the things i've already answered on the <laughs> oh website my god and in the rest of the episode my mom so, gives me live updates while she's listening and she tells me that i'm making her hungry with our restaurant Here. reviews <laughs> Your mom should live tweet when she was. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> that'd be so great. Robin's oh, like, geez. <laughs> oh wow, this is oh my god. <laughs> like she listens to it at work. I God, I hope she listens with earbuds. <laughs> I hope so too. Although, yeah, because your mom works in like a small office space. She does. I think she has to use earbuds. <sighs> but yeah, my mom. Li- my mom listens to it while she's driving and while she's at work. And I'm like, maybe don't listen to it while you're at work. Because if you get scared, you're going to wake up that poor child. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. She's a night nurse, isn't she? Yeah, she's a night nurse. Um, <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Um, so, yeah. So if you want to have your listener story, whether it be your own personal paranormal or true crime story, your town's true crime story, your town's paranormal story. Uh-huh. Uh what else urban legends of your towns or your favorite short story creepypasta because i love me some creepypasta i say that but i read two of them and i'm freaked out and i can't sleep anymore yeah exactly (laughs) those things are so creepy i don't like it they're so creepy um but if you want them to be heard uh just email us at what's our email dinner and a murder pod at gmail.com Yes, email us there. Don't try not to DM us or instant mesh or whatever it is that you kids do these days. Um, <laughs> whatever it is, just so that we can, just so we can keep it all in our email and save it and all that fun stuff a lot easier. If you liked this segment of tea, tea time, time and a crime. crime. Which is a derivative of dinner and a murder. <laughs> please subscribe and tell your friends to tune in. For more information about the cafe that Rose went to or for information on any of our previous or future episodes, go to our website. Yes, I'm going to try to find um, my mom's picture of her in her little communion outfit to kind of go with our little theme going on. That's adorable. Um, Yes, I want to see little Kim. Little Kim in her little communion outfit. She looks like a boy. Um, Actually, I'm telling you right now, she looks like Adrian. Like oh my god, that's freaky. Adrian with like that seventies like bowl cut, like where the bangs come down to her eyebrows, Aww. but then like curve over her face and come down like <laughs> so oh, <sweetie>. funny. <laughs> <laughs> Please like and follow our Facebook page at Damn Podcast. That's D A A M Podcast. Our Twitter is at Damn Pod, and our Instagram is at Dinner and a Murder. Also, please rate and review us on iTunes and Facebook. It helps us so much to get good reviews. If you have bad reviews, please don't leave one. You can email us, and we will address <laughs> your concerns. You can send us hate mail. Well, I mean, we don't have a PO box yet. Which, if you would like us, our Patreon. Um, <laughs> okay. P.O. Box is cost money. E- email us uh, your hate mail. Um, if you have any questions, comments, 
or you want clarification of any of the stories we did in here, or you want to leave your own story, like we said, leave an email at dinnerinamurderpod at gmail. You can leave your questions and comments at the Facebook page if you want. (laughs) Yes, but please, we are letting you know if you Facebook message us a story, we'll say, oh my gosh, that's so cool. Can you please email it to us? (laughs) So that that we can save it. Yes, we don't want to lose it. We want to save it forever. Exactly. And if you would like to help us keep this podcast going, please consider joining our Patreon. We have some really cool treats for you there. If you would prefer not to use Patreon, we also have other uh, methods of supporting us, which you can view on our website. Yes, all of the links we mentioned are on our link tree in the description. This has been a special segment, our listener episode, that we will be airing every last Tuesday of the month. So tune in next last Tuesday of the month, (laughs) (laughs) which will be, I don't know, December's last Tuesday. (laughs) I think it's the 30th. That is our next listener episode. Yeah. No, I think. Yes, I think it is. I it's December 31st. It's New Year's Eve. I was so close. I like, I thought it was their 31st, but then I was like, no, I'm wrong. But yes, um, on New Year's Eve, that's when our next listener episode comes out. So send us your stories. Yes, and thanks please. for listening. We'll, we'll see, see you, you next Thursday. Yes, we'll see you next Thursday for our regular, our regularly scheduled program. <laughs> regularly scheduled, scheduled programming. Ready? One, two, three. Bone apple teeth. Bone apple teeth. Oh, it's going to be bone apple teeth. Damn it. All right, ready? Ready, try again. It's bone apple teeth, right? Oh, I don't like it. You don't want to do bone apple teeth? No, I think we've done enough damage today. (laughs) It's going to go in there. All right, goodbye.